a very happy Sunday afternoon to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are grateful to bring you another podcast on this Sunday. We hope and pray that you all are having a wonderful Sunday, uh, preparing myself to head outside and playground with my daughters. So figured I would go ahead get this podcast up to you guys before uh, all the energy that I have left is gone for the day. (laughs) We uh, are grateful and thankful that you all have taken your time to tune into the podcast week after week. Uh, I did receive some messages about uh, not having a podcast up on last week. Uh, We do apologize, but uh, we were out of town getting our last vacation in for this year. Uh, enjoying the beach and uh, enjoying the sound of the waves and the views of the water. So we do apologize, but at the same time, we hope that you understand. Uh, But we are definitely back this week to give you guys some more quality content. We hope that you enjoy. And uh, I think this will be a one part message on this week. Um, The podcast on next week will probably be a two part uh, so it'll probably be a continuation from that podcast to the next. But I think this one will be a one part uh, message for the podcast. But again, we hope that you all enjoy the message and the music. So sit back, relax and enjoy.
Brothers and sisters, as the mantle is being passed, I thank God for the shift. We're going to another level. I am assured that God has everything under control. I put it all in his hand. I need you to welcome the full gospel Baptist Church Fellowship Supermass Choir singing all in his hand.
I don't see for I'm determined to get what for my people that are watching us we're going back to the first project this is on our first project God promised me I make changes in the company I keep no more distractions to stop me i'm destined for greatness now i'm on my way oh, 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 i'm doing
feet and bless his holy name all over this sanctuary. Hallelujah. How many of you want to bless his holy name? As soon as Jerome, I think you're going back uh, today, meet, you meet with the funeral home tomorrow. So soon as we know uh, about those arrangements, we will, we want him to know that he's a part of a family like none other he's ever been a part of. And so we're going to make sure we are in prayer and lifting him up and his family. You got about seven or eight folk in town. I guess they just didn't want to wake up this morning. You had them out late last night. That's the problem. I called him about 11 o'clock. They down at the fish camp eating. So, okay. Praise the Lord. Come on. First Kings chapter 18. It's been, it's been a, a different kind of worship, but it's been a productive. To be able to see what the Lord is allowing us to do is a great thing, isn't it? 1 Kings chapter 18, I thought I was done with Elijah till the Lord showed me this. I promise you, this word this morning is going to set somebody free. It's going to make somebody feel like they can hold on just a little while longer. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1. After a long time in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. Amen. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. says, after a long time, <laughs> look at somebody and just tell them it's about time. Two, two things that happen in the ebb and the flows of life are seasons and cycles. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes lets us know that there is Time and a season for everything. However, I've discovered that if, if we are not cautious, calculated, and careful, hear what I'm about to tell you, life won't just be seasons, but will turn into cycles. Th things that should be seasonal become cyclical. Are you listening? There is, there is a difference between a cycle and a season. Seasons change with time. Cycles change with us. Seasons are entered into and exited out of. Cycles can have entrances but be like Dante's Inferno and don't have an exit. When it comes to atmospheric seasons like fall and winter and spring and summer, you cannot like summer. It can be hot as you know. But if you can just make it to fall, watch me, you will feel free from the variables associated with the season of summer. Cycles aren't like that. 
Because in a cycle, time can change, but things don't. Very simply, let me put it this way. A cycle is a season you get stuck in. Preach McKissick. One of the things that I want to suggest in this lesson this morning is that God is a God of breakthroughs. I thought I'd get a better shout right there. We serve a God who can break cycles and change seasons. Come on, look at somebody tell them, I know that's right. That, that's a simple lesson from these verses that are not placed here for any other reason than to be a literary device to move the story along. But when you slip the words into the context of the historicity of the text, it will bless you. It's going to shout you, and I promise you it's going to encourage you. Touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, wake up, wake up. There's been a lot going on. Wake up. The chapter starts, I love the way this chapter starts, in no matter what translation you read, in the translation I read to you, it said, after a long time. Other versions say, sometime later. Other versions say, later on. One version I read said, a long time past. Y'all don't even see me coming. That blesses me in the context because when this chapter begins, it is some three years after Elijah has prophesied about there being no rain. Are y'all with me? Chapter 17, he comes on the scene and he declares it's not going to rain until the Lord says so. Chapter 18 lets us know that it's been three years and it has not rained. For three years, rain has been absent. Rain in the Bible is also symbolic of blessings, of favor, of overflow, of increase. Are y'all with me? For three seasons now, they have been in a dry cycle. Elijah didn't say that God said it would never rain. He said, God said it won't rain until I tell it to. And for three years, things that used to grow haven't been growing. For three years, things that used to yield success haven't been working. For three years, y'all didn't get it, let me put it on your table in your kitchen. For three years, no job has been able to be found. For three years, the marriage has become ships passing in the night. For three years, the money hasn't been available to pay the, the bills. For three years, the child has been acting like you didn't raise them with good sense. For three years, you've had to deal with a job where people on the job pluck every one of your nerves. For three years, you've been trying to find a home instead of living in an apartment. For three years, you've been dealing with depression and discouragement. For three years, you've been dealing with a sick parent or a sick child or a sick spouse for three years you haven't been able to make ends meet for three years your credit has been a handicap and you haven't been able to get your life together it's been a drought it was a season that becomes a cycle and it's in that context that the word comes after a long time pay 
y'all didn't get it God gave Elijah a tap on the shoulder and told him it's getting ready to rain y'all didn't get it it's been three years and nothing's happened it's been three years and it's been dry it's been three years and it's been a mess but after a long time God touched Elijah on the shoulder and said rain is coming I want you to look at somebody like you've been waiting on God to do something I want you to look at somebody like you've been wondering if God was gonna do it look at him push him and tell him it's about time I've been waiting I've been wondering I've been wishing I've been hoping but I came to tell somebody it's about Can I preach it like I feel it? It's, I don't know who this is for. It's about to rain. Maybe I should have preached this next service. Let me say it one more time. For somebody that's being in a dry season of your life, it's about to rain. Let me say it another way. The season of drought is coming to an end. Y'all still didn't get it. Your dry days are coming to an end. Your dry season is about to end. And because you've been faithful, God tapped you on the shoulder to let you know it's about... Come on, just find your three people in your section and tell them, I smell the rain. I smell, y'all ain't telling them. I said, look at them and tell them, I smell the rain. It's, hey. Y'all, y'all sit down. I felt like preaching this today. Do, do, do you know why it's about to rain? Don't miss this. Because God does not articulate what God does not intend to accomplish. Woo, I thought I'd get a better shout. If God said it, I don't care how long it takes, he doesn't say what he doesn't intend to do. God's verbal proclamation always end in visible demonstration. God talks to you about what God is going to do. God ain't like us. He ain't blowing smoke. He ain't pulling wool over your eyes. He ain't talking just to talk. If God said he was going to do it for you, then no matter how long it takes and no matter how dry it gets, the rain is... Rain is coming. God, God, here's what this lesson teaches me. That God often chooses to do things in seasons. He, he shows up in seasons. So don't allow, don't allow the enemy to push you into hopelessness. Just because what God said would happen ain't happened yet. Don't, don't, don't look at somebody, tell them, don't panic, don't panic. God, God, God is going to break you out 
And he sent me this morning to tell somebody who's been waiting, your waiting days are over. I don't know who that's for. Now, if that ain't for you, you can just sit there. But God told me to tell somebody to holler like you really believe your waiting days are Oh, God, yeah, I felt like preaching today. I said, holler like your waiting days are over. And the rain, yes, the rain. I just heard in the spirit that the next parent that hollers that the dry days for your child is over. The dry days for your grandchild is over. The dry days for your family is over. It's about Somebody ought to just throw your head back and just say, it's about time. It's a, Jesus, it's about time. Let me, let me give you three quick things. I'm going I'm to try to get through it fast. I, God, I woke up and I felt like preaching. Let me give you three th quick, three quick things. I need you to get these things. I need you to get these things. Um, because God's word is always true. But sometimes our actions can mess it up. So let me give you three things that you got to know. Here's the first thing. Future manifestation depends on current management. See, at the end of the day, all of this is about stewardship. Listen to me. This, this whole thing um, is about stewardship of what I call the in-between time. The time between God spoke the word and the time God's going to manifest the word. See, none of that's in your hands. Your job is to manage The in-between time. Remember, even the text says in the third year. What they're talking about is three years after the prophecy that it's going to stop raining and won't rain till God says so. So rain, remember now, rain had always been in season. If you remember, Elijah comes and makes this declaration because he wants the people to know that Baal, the God y'all think controls the weather, don't control nothing. Remember, that's, what, that's really what this is all about. All of this ain't about miracle signs and wonders. All of this is about what everything ought to be about, and that is getting people to recognize that there ain't but one God. And so Elijah comes on the scene and tells them, listen, it ain't going to rain until God says so. In other words, y'all can pray to Baal all y'all want until God says so, it ain't going to rain. And so, so that means every year, don't miss this, every year it's been raining. Every year crops are yielded. Every year the ground gets nourished with water. And now for three years rain been out of season. Jesus. Life was going good for you. And then all of a sudden the rain just stopped. Jesus. Um, there is, you're taking notes right this, there's a huge difference in in faith language, there's a huge difference between in season and out of season. Okay? Um, in season is when God pleases you. 
But out of season is when you have an opportunity to please God. Y'all ain't happy. I'll come back. In season is when God is just showering you with blessings. And God is pleasing you. Out of season is when you ain't got no money, ain't got no friends, can't find a job, spouse is crazy, children are nuts, church folk are full of hell, and it gives you an opportunity through faith to please God. See, real faith is not authenticated in the end season because anybody can shout when everything's going good. Come on, I'm looking for the real folk today. Real faith is authenticated when you have nothing as evidence that God is still making a way and you keep shouting like everything is all right. Jesus, help me this morning. Elijah come, comes on the scene, as I said, three years prior to this and declared that the rain was going to be on hold till God said so. Now he's at the point three years later where God says to him, it's time. Here's, here's what I'm talking about. Three chapters, three years really, happen in chapter 17. That's deep. Chapter 17 encompasses three years of Elijah's life. Don't miss this. Elijah only gets to chapter 18 because of how he has managed chapter 17. He's had enough in chapter 17 to make him say, I'm tired of this. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you got to know how to manage the in-between time. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Do you know everything that's happened to Elijah in chapter 17? Brooks dried up. Has to go trust a widow Gentile woman. He's had all runs from Ahab and Jezebel. For three years, he had nothing but hell. But it's because of how he managed it that he makes it to some time later. Can I tell y'all what I've discovered? Touch your name and tell your name, here comes a body blow. Here's what I've discovered. Sometimes God makes us wait. Hold on. Because God wants to make sure that your next season doesn't outpace your development. Ooh, preach, boy. Because it's a disaster to get to destiny unprepared. It's disastrous to get what you wanted but not be able to manage it once you get it. See, stop asking God to take you to the next level if you're barely making it on the one you're on right now. You're talking about God give me a husband and you messing up being single. God give me a bigger house and you can't pay the bills you got in the apartment. Come on, look at it again. Look at everything. 
thing Elijah's been through in chapter 17, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down. Brooks and ravens come, brook dries up, widow feeds him, then the widow's son dies. And by the end of chapter 17, Elijah is really confused as to what God is up to and why God has allowed things to go the way they've gone for him. Come on, I'm down somebody's street right now where you're in a season where you're wondering what God is really up to and why God is allowing things to go down like they are but you need to take a lesson from Elijah he managed it all without allowing the disappointments to be detriments or to deter him from his destiny he managed it without allowing disappointments to become the determinants of his what do you mean by that don't ever mistake disappointments on the journey as the destination don't ever make the mistake of thinking because things are going bad that that's the end of the journey the reason people get depressed and suicidal and discouraged and pessimistic is because they confuse disappointment with destination Ain't nobody saying nothing to me. Y'all better hear me. If God said it would rain when he said it, if God said rain would come, if that has not happened yet, then I don't care how bad it looks right now. It cannot end in this chapter of your life. I want somebody, this going to find the real folk. I want somebody who broke, who can't pay their bills, whose life is up and down to look at your name and tell them this can't be the last chapter of my life. Come on, y'all trying to be bad and bougie because you don't want your neighbor to know you struggling. I said, if you're in that season, if you're in chapter 17, I need you to grab your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, this is not the last chapter of my life. I've gone through too much to let this be the final chapter and I don't care what dies, I don't care what dries up. This will not be the final. Let me give you something else. I'm doing the best I can. Here's the second thing. I'm trying to get through it. Here's the second thing. Acknowledge that you don't control life, but submit to who controls you. Um, you got to admit you don't control life but then submit to who controls you y'all writing that down uh -huh. look at what Elijah says or what God says to Elijah he says go present yourself to Ahab and will send rain. So Elijah went and presented himself. You can't really see the sequential power in the transliteration of the Hebrew to the English. Here's what God really said. You go to Ahab, let me worry about the rain. You go to Ahab, I'm going to send the rain. Don't you worry about it when I'm going to send it. Watch this. 
Uh, I'm not going to send it before you go. I'm coming to that in the next, in the next point. Um, go, and then I'll decide when I'm going to send it. Maybe God hadn't sent you some stuff because you're trying to stay where God said leave. Okay, I can't get no help. Maybe what's holding up your blessing is you won't go. See, you need to get this in your head. You and I can't make things happen. You ain't going to speak a tongue, sow a seed, give a shout, and make God do anything. Because if me throwing money on the altar can make God do something, then God can be manipulated. Oh, y'all don't like me now. If you can shout when the praises go up, the blessings come down. If I can shout and make stuff happen, then the sovereignty of God is impotent against what I say. Elijah couldn't make things happen. Listen, the worst mistake you can ever make <laughs> is running ahead of God to make it look as though we are telling God what to do next. See, here's where we get in trouble, Kim. We know what God has already promised us, but because we get tired of waiting, we rationalize helping God. Y'all are quiet Because after all God has already told me it's going to happen But because I'm sick of waiting I'm going to help God Make it happen Because I'm sure I'm sure by now With all Elijah's had to go through In these three years He ready to make it rain Not like y'all do in this day But he He ready I'm sure he read it like, you know. But you and I, listen, you and I control the walk. We don't control the journey. What you mean? You got to trust that God is with you in the walk and ahead of you in the journey. And anything on the journey that God allows, God allows it because he knows you have the faith to walk through it. Ain't nobody talking to me. Let me can I tell y'all what I'm discovering? This is when I yelled. I was looking through my sermon last night and I yelled, ooh. And Kim looked at me like, what's wrong with you? Because I wrote this, but it didn't hit me till I read through it again. Let me tell you what I'm discovering. When all hell breaks loose, and stuff goes crazy. The question is never, God, how could you allow this? The question is, Rudy, how could you not manage this? I ain't getting no help. If God doesn't allow anything that he has not given me faith to deal with, 
Come on, y'all talk to me now. If God doesn't allow anything that he knows I can't handle, y'all ain't talking to me. If God is in control no matter what happens, then the question ought not be, God, why are you allowing this? The question ought to be, why aren't you managing it? Because God only allowed it because you were prepared for it. You got to trust God and wait on God and keep your faith in what God has said is going to happen. And I know, I'm about done. I know waiting on God is one of the hardest things to do. Do you know, do you know what waiting means? You know what it means when it comes to what God has for you? Here's what waiting means. Do nothing until he gives you the signal. It wasn't until chapter 18 where God said, now go to Ahab. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Waiting means don't you do nothing till God gives the sick. God, listen, Elijah never went to God and said, God, send this rain because I'm tired of this. Send this husband because I'm sick of sleeping alone or you know whatever else you might say. God, Come on, let me get this business started. I'm, I'm sick of working for other people. Turn the mic on. God, come on, let this child get this job. I'm sick of taking care of them. Ain't nobody saying nothing now. God, you told me that you came to give me good success. You also told me if I tithe, the windows of heaven will go open. Pour me out blessings. Ain't nothing happening. God opened these windows because I'm tired of giving and ain't nothing happening. Look at the faith of Elijah. Elijah doesn't say, God, please let it rain first before I go to Ahab. He just keeps on serving not knowing when God was going to do it. See, here's what you do. You want to know what you do while you wait? Worship while you wait. Because if you learn to worship while you wait, worship will be your reminder while you wait that God is still in control. If you worship while you wait, you'll give the devil a nervous breakdown because he thought he would make you impatient enough that you would start taking his suggestion on how to make stuff happen. But shake your neighbor's hand and tell him you got to worship while you wait because if you worship while you wait, it'll keep you smiling, it'll keep you speaking to folk, it'll keep you lifting your hands. It'll keep you coming to church. It'll keep you giving God the glory. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm looking for somebody who can say I'm broke, but I'm worshiping. I can't make ends meet, but I'm worshiping. I'm in a struggle, but I'm giving God. I'm done. I'm done trying to run through this because we had a lot, lot today. I'm doing pretty good. Just five minutes over time. Here, here we go. Here's the last thing. Trust this. Now, this is going to really get you. Trust God's ways when you can't make sense of God's words. Hey, hey, can we be honest? Come on. Revival's over. Now it's just me and you. So can we be honest? Sometimes the stuff 
God tells you to do. It just don't make sense. Y'all ain't happy. I'll come back to y'all. Even some of the stuff I read in his word, that God loved your enemies. God, you must not know my temper. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Tithe. And you got six bills due this week. God tells Elijah, I've already said it, Elijah had to go meet with Ahab before God sent the rain. Y'all ain't getting the context. Remember chapter 17, he's going to Ahab and told Ahab, all that rain is over. Remember, Ahab has allowed Baal to become the, the national God of Israel because he's henpecked and whipped by his wife named Jezebel. Happy wife, happy life. He ain't got a happy wife because now the God she brought to Israel has been shown to be ineffective. The last person Elijah wanted to see without it having reigned is Ahab. If anything, I want to be able to walk in front of Ahab with rain coming down, saying, how you like me now? I mean, Elijah is the most hunted man in Israel. And the text, read the last sentence I read to y'all. The last sentence says the famine was severe. Y'all ain't getting it. He's a wanted man. And God tells Elijah, present himself to Ahab when the famine was at its worst. And Ahab, Ahab's anger was at its height. Hey, hey, can I ask y'all one more question? And I know you ain't going to say amen. And it's cool, but can I ask y'all one more question? Doesn't it seem like sometimes God's instructions come at the wrong time? <laughs> See, I let y'all get all that shout out the way in the introduction because I knew y'all weren't going to shout the rest. I mean, doesn't it, doesn't it seem like God, and you know it's him because he comes emphatically. And doesn't it seem like God comes and tells you to do stuff at the most in move, go to a new city, take a new job, <laughs> um, don't take that promotion. Give that thousand dollars Bishop asked for. God, it ain't that I don't want to do it, but this just ain't the right time for me to move. This ain't the right time for me to give the money. Y'all done got quiet on me now. Elijah had to walk into a dangerous situation that seemed unfair. 
My God, surely he suffered enough. He waited long enough. But you got to learn how to trust God's ways. Even when God doesn't make sense, I had to ask Elijah, how would you have the nerve to go face Ahab knowing he'd been looking for you and knowing it still hadn't rained? And he said, Mac, everything I've been through and everything brought me out of, God brought me out of, and everything God kept me in has taught me about the keeping power of God. I'm, see, here's what I've discovered, and I'll be done if y'all get this. Some stuff you learn better by experience than you do by instruction. I'm done. I can be up here all day telling you God will make a way out of no way. It don't mean as much to you till you ain't got no way. And God starts, who am I talking to in here? Am I talking to anybody? I can be up here all day long and tell you God's going to pay your bills when you ain't got no money. But it's a whole nother thing when you ain't got the money and the bills start getting paid. I'm looking for about nine of y'all who can say I've learned some stuff by experience so that no matter how how long I've got to wait I've learned that God's gonna keep me I've learned that God's gonna hold me I've learned that God's gonna sustain me I've learned that God's gonna make a way I've learned that God's gonna meet my needs go on and high-five your neighbor real quick and tell your neighbor neighbor I don't care how long it takes God has kept you through enough and he's done enough for you for you to know he's gonna keep on keeping you I'm done I thought I said I wasn't gonna get like this cuz I didn't have much time but I've been thinking about my experiences see I used to preach cuz I had education I used to preach cuz I read how to do it in a book I used to preach cuz I knew how to do it gifted but then God started putting me through some stuff bringing me out of some stuff keeping me in some stuff I used to say the Lord would make a way because I heard my daddy say it all my life I used to say God will fight your battles because I heard my daddy say it all my life but after God kept me in some stuff and after God brought me out of some stuff that's when I started saying won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it now I know won't he fight your battles now I know won't he make your enemies your footstool now I know won't he give you joy and sorrow now I know won't he give you hope for tomorrow now I know won't he dry your tears and when it gets good to me because of what I know I just say won't he won't he won't he won't he won't he won't he and because I know he will make a way because I know he is a healer I don't tell it from a book but I say it because I know it for myself high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor I know it for myself and 
Is there anybody in Bethel this morning that can say, I'ma wait on the Lord? No matter how long it takes, I'ma wait on the Lord. No matter how many tears I cry, I'm waiting on the Lord. No matter how frustrated I get, because I discovered they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like an eagle. They will run and not get weary. I'm gone, y'all. But I haven't found my happy place because I know what it means to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Would you do me one last favor? Take one neighbor. Take your neighbor by the hand. Look them dead in the face and tell them neighbor Wait on the Lord. That was the wrong neighbor. Turn, 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 turn on the other side. Take your neighbor's hand. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. And tell them neighbor. Lord have mercy neighbor wait on the Lord if you wait on him he will make a way if you wait on him he will meet your needs if you wait on him he will fight your battles if you wait on him he will make your enemies into your footstool good morning children I got to get out of here but let me tell you one more thing I don't know how long it's been I don't know what you're going through I don't know what you're dealing with I got one more thing to tell you be not dismayed whatever time God will take care of you beneath his wings of love about God will take care if you know he will say yeah yes yeah yes good God almighty I feel like preaching I know I'm out of time but I ain't out of testimony I know for myself he will heal your body he'll heal you of cancer he'll heal your back He'll heal your voice. He'll heal your knees. He'll heal your mind. He'll heal your spirit. He'll heal your soul. He'll heal your joy. He'll heal your depression. He'll heal your discouragement. He'll heal your marriage. He'll heal your children. He'll heal your money. He'll heal your job. How do you know? preacher he healed my body and told me to run on he healed my mind and told me to think on say yeah yeah 
you'll just find you three people tell them I know it for myself I know it for myself I know it for myself I know it for my somebody tell them it's been a long time coming but it's on the way come on encourage your neighbor it's been a long time coming but rain is on the way it's been a long time coming but rain is coming it's coming to your house it's coming to your job it's coming to your children it's coming to your finances it's coming to your health I smell rain No matter how long it takes. If you just manage the in-between season. Sometime later. After a long time. God's going to tap you on the shoulder. And tell you. I'm about to break your cycle. This thing hit my spirit so hard it, it leaped out at me just reading it. That it took three years, but sometime later showed up. We've all been there, haven't we? You're like, God, what's it going to take? How long is it going to take? God said it's going to take till I say so. Yes, But after a while, One version said, and a long time had passed. Jesus, you just be faithful. God said, you leave the rain to me. And I want every hand in the air because, whoo, I don't need to pray for rain. God has promised that. We need to pray for patience. I don't need to pray, God, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. I'm, I'm not knocking that. But I don't need to pray that. God said he's going to do it when he says so. What we need to be praying is, God, help me be patient. 
not run ahead of you. Not try to make it rain on my own. Help me to just serve you and worship you and live for you. Give you glory in the dry seasons. Because after, the old preacher, you say, after a while and by and by. <laughs> so God, in the name of Jesus, woo, I pray for patience. Yes. Some of us are in this room living through the pain of mistakes we made trying to help you out. Some of us are in this room on the other side of lessons we had to learn because we wouldn't wait you out. So this morning I pray for patience that no matter how long it takes, no matter what all we have to go through, no matter what all we have to deal with, help us to be patient in between seasons. If we're in a out of season situation help us live so that we please you if we're in an out of season situation help us to live so that you get the glory because if I can worship you in the out season Lord have mercy I pray for somebody this morning whose life has been in a drought in some area of their life it's been dry it's not like it used to be. They've lost their joy. They've lost their smile. They've lost their confidence. They wake up crying. They wake up mad. They make up disgusted. They see successful folk and get mad. I come against that spirit this morning. I speak against that attitude this morning. Releasing here a faith that lets us know when it's our time, it's our time. Release a faith in here that lets us know that if you said it, you're going to do it and we just need to be faithful enough to wait on it. Thank you for somebody this morning. The season of dry is over. Thank you that the drought is over. Thank you for somebody else. That season might not be over, but the attitude just got changed. And they're going to learn to say like the psalmist, I waited patiently on the Lord. He inclined his ear to me. Teach us to wait. In Jesus' name. I want you to hug somebody and tell them no matter how long it takes, God's going to do it. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. takes
Listen, you're in here in the sound of my voice, right in the sweetness of this worship. You don't know Jesus Christ. You've never confessed Jesus as your Savior. You need to grab your personal belongings. Meet me at this altar right now. Jesus, I've been in church. Bishop, I've been in church, but I've never accepted him as my Savior. Or this morning, you're saved. <clears throat> you are a believer. When it comes to church, you go where you go, but you don't grow where you go. Did you hear what I just said? What pleases God is not going, it's growing. And this morning, if you're in the sound of my voice and you, you're not in a church where you're growing, maybe, maybe you're in a new season of your life or maybe you're new to the city or <clears throat> you're, you're saying, yeah, I, th this is where the Lord wants me to be. See, if you're not a member of this church, I'm not your bishop. I'm just your guest preacher. And there are benefits you don't get of the covering without the connection. Did you hear what I just said? You don't get a, an opportunity to release your gifts and serve without the connection. So this morning, balcony or main floor, I want to be a part of this church. I want to be connected to this church. I want to be connected to you. I want you to be my bishop. I want Bethel to be my church where I grow and where I serve and where I live and where I love. I want you to grab your personal belongings right now and meet me at this altar. Don't wait to see who else is going to come. Don't say, well, I'll come after somebody else comes. I'll go when the ice gets broken. No, no, no. You grab your stuff and you make your way down here right now. Whoever you are, wherever you are, come on, just make your move. You're in the balcony. I promise you the distance will be worth the difference. You don't have tomorrow. All you got is right now. And if God has given you this right now moment, I told you this morning, the key to success is managing opportunities. God has given you this opportunity. Manage it right today and make your move and come down this aisle right now. Make the greatest choice of your life. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Bust the move all over this sanctuary. Come on, let's lift up that chorus one more time. Great is thy faithfulness. Everybody. Great is thy faithfulness. Come on, somebody come this morning. Great thy faithfulness. Won't you come this morning? More. God bless you. God bless you. By more. Come on, somebody else. Bless you. Just meet me at this altar. Ah, come on, somebody else this morning. Yeah. All I have needed. Come on, won't you come? Oh, won't you come? To me, Lord, listen, come on, what an amazing decision, amazing decision. I just want to pray with you all this morning, and then we've got a wonderful team right up here, as Elder D, she leads, come right on up.
You come right on. Come closer. Come closer. She's going to take you in the back. Get your information. And then this week, this gentleman right here, that's Pastor Caldwell. You're going to hear from him. Y'all might not, but she will. You're going to hear from him to tell you what the next steps are. We are so glad y'all made this choice today. Am I right, Bethel? So, Father, I thank you for the decisions that have been made and for the connection that has been commenced. We declare this morning that their lives didn't get perfect, but it did just get better. That growth will happen. Thank you, oh God, for what's to come in the lives of these believers who've made this critical decision. In Jesus' name, amen. sending me messages to let me know that you guys are enjoying the content that's being put into our podcast um, we will definitely do our best to continue to keep smiles on your faces and to bring you guys back every week to listen to every podcast and every upload that we bring um, again if you guys have anything in particular that you would like to hear feel free to let me know I'll do my best to get it up uh, aside from that we uh, are looking forward to our service on next Sunday. Uh, for all those in the surrounding area who would like to come and join us, you are more than welcome to come and join House of Deliverance Church Ministries uh, located at 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, services begin at 10 a.m. Uh, all precautionary measures are taken. Uh, temperatures are taken. Hand sanitizer is on on demand. Um, we've, we've got everything in place uh, for you guys to come in and enjoy yourself. Uh, masks are more than welcome. Uh, and uh, we just uh, come in every Sunday looking to uh, not only get our praise on, but to be fed spiritually. And we are more, uh, more than uh, happy to have you come and join us every Sunday that we have service. Uh, we're currently having service on the first and fourth Sunday of every month. Um, and uh, again, our services begin at 10 a.m. on those Sundays. So feel free to come by, uh, peek your head in. Trust me, if you peek your head in for just a moment and you catch a little bit, it's going to pull you in the house. Uh, so uh, come in, dress comfortably. Um, ladies, we know that you like to be cute with your heels. But I suggest that you come in with some flats or prepare to take your shoes off because chances are uh, they're going to come flying off at some point in time. And yes, it's that hot inside that house. So uh, again, we will be there on this upcoming Sunday at 10 a.m. And you are more than welcome to join us. Uh, but until then, we hope and pray that you guys have a blessed week. Uh, that God covers, keeps and protects all of you uh, as we all go through this week never know what you're going to face so it's always good to be prayed up and be prepared for uh the week that we're going to be facing because again we don't know what it is that we're going to see on this week but we are trusting and believing that the god that we serve will keep protect and cover us from all that we have to face 
uh, regardless to what it might be. So, once again, we appreciate you guys for listening. And until next time, we will see you on the other side. It was the blood that redeemed me. It was the blood that kept me from harm. When the enemy came to take my life, it was, it was the blood. It was the blood. Your blood, Josh Copeland. Take my life. It was. It was. It was the blood. Oh yes. Oh, it was yes. the blood. How many know it was the blood that saved? Once was blind. Because of your blood, I've been set free. Now my life is complete. I still believe God. I tell them yes because I still believe God. I've got one question tonight. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord.
And if you believe God, you will tell him yes. Even when you don't understand, you'll tell him yes. Ask somebody and say, whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. We're moving from here.
Somebody say, I got a question for you. Do you still believe God? Do you still believe God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving. Listen. 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 I think we got about 10 more seconds. Get up and praise Him right there.